Master, I love you today, Lord. And I ask you to be with me one more time. Help me to say something, Master, that would help someone. Lift someone up, Lord. Master, I want to do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say, Lord. Help me. Help all the ministers across this land, everyone that's singing your word, talking your word, Master, and walking the walk. Be with them. Help them. They can't do it without you. Without the anointing spirit of the Holy Ghost, it's all in vain because you're the truth, the way, and the life. Your way, I want to be my way. Help me, Lord. Forgive me where I let you down. Forgive me <coughs> where I embarrassed the cross. In your precious, precious name, amen. I tell you what, Colin, what I was thinking, you said uh, I'm not going to go to church with those hypocrites. It's better than going to hell with them. Because <laughs> that's where they hit it. They're going to hell. Where you can't see your hand in front of your face. That's right. In our darkness. You know what that means? No light. None. You know how your eyes get adjusted sometimes? That's because there's light. Your eyes never get adjusted if there's no light. Because there's nothing to get adjusted to. That's hard to imagine. But there's been there's been a people that's that's got lost in these caves that was where there was no light. And they lost their mind. That's, that's and chewed off part of their fingers. Y'all remember that story? Just being there. Just an outer darkness is enough. But to be there without the master. No hope. And hell. It's a bad place. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The old I get, JC, Papa. I find myself thinking about. It. I mentioned this the other week about I'm ready to go on to be with the Lord. I do. I think about that. You say, well, that's not normal. Well, I'm not normal because I sure do think about it. I say, Lord, I'm ready to go. And I'll read the paper sometime. I say, I, I just throw the paper down. I say, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm tired. I'm tired of this place. I don't want to go. And uh, it just isn't the place I want to be. And I find myself sometimes complaining to the Lord about what I haven't got. And I imagine we all do that no matter what we got. There's something we want. And we say, Lord, I'd like to have this here and I don't understand why you don't let me have it. I don't know what it might be. Maybe something simple. But the point is, we're never satisfied. Never, never satisfied. And I was in my office the other day and I was sitting there listening to some gospel music and man, it just hit me. And I can't get it off my mind. Oh, uh, Teddy Huffman, he's dead now and going on to be with the Lord. He's got a song called Count Your Blessings. He draw a line right down the middle of the page and put your trials and tests on one side and put all your blessings on the other. And he said, I guarantee you, at the end of the hour, at the end of the day, or the end of the week, or the end of the year, he said, your blessings 
without number your troubles every time. And a lot of times we forget just what a blessing is. So I started thinking about it. The Lord put it on my mind. I said, Lord, I'm going to thank you for the home I got. He said, well, it's not, but I don't care what size it is. I don't care what kind of furniture it's got in it. He give it to you. Don't think he didn't. Satan didn't give it to you. Nothing good comes from Satan. All things that's good come from the Lord. When things come your way, you know what happened? God lifted his hand just enough that where Satan could give you what the Lord allows him to do. He uses Satan to strengthen you. So yes, there's no truth in Satan. No knowledge either. <laughs> it's just hard to understand it. He don't know nothing. He's ignorant. I mean, you name an adjective, and that's what he is. He has no patience. I mean, it, the, the, he is just something that God uses to strengthen his Christians. And one of these days, friend, he's going to come get us, the Lord is, and take us home. Where there will be no more test because the evil one won't be there. All right. So I said, Lord, I want to thank you for my home. I want to thank you for the car that I got to drive. And I've complained about that a lot. I said, Lord, I want to thank you for the job that I got. I want to thank you for the health that I got to do the job. Oh, yes, Lord, and I want to thank you for the ability I got to do the job. Oh, and I want to thank you for some Christian friends there to be with and talk to during the day. I want to thank you for my children, Lord. <laughs> you start to, man, the list is endless. It's endless. You sit down and start thinking about the thing, everything you got. It's Lord, I want to thank you that I'm able to walk. I want to thank you, Lord, that I can talk. Oh, Lord, don't, oh, my eyesight. Oh, Lord, thank you for my eyesight. Thank you I can hear, Lord. I thank you for my wife. That all my children are real strong and healthy. Oh, I want to thank you, Lord, to let my mother live to be 77. I want to thank you, the Lord, to give me a pawpaw, just like my dad. I want to thank you for him. Let him, that he lives so long. Friend is endless of what he's done for you. I want to thank you, Lord, for the ministry that you gave me. I want to thank you that you allow me to stand up and to announce that you're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that you're my friend and he's yours. I want to thank you for that, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, I want to thank you for the times that someone that was lost had come and said, thank you, friend. Thank you, you helped me. Lord, I want to thank you for the miracles that I've seen. I want to thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers. And Lord, you know which ones they are. I want to thank you for those special touches sometimes. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I kept sitting there and I kept praying and praying. It was just thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for that. The scripture says that he knows what you have need of before you even ask it.
I declare I think that if we prayed for other people's needs and never mentioned our need, he probably would be quicker to answer. Because if you've got no concern about your needs, that you know he's going to take care of them, that you're more concerned for someone else. Keep on asking. But what if he did that for somebody else? What if all the time he was praying, still prayed the same, but never prayed for yourself? Say, Lord, help them. I know they need this. Keep on keeping on. I guarantee you, your prayers would probably be the first one he'd answer. That's the way he is. When he gets you where he wants you, and he knows your mind is right. Why not answer him? <laughs> He's got you where he wants you. Why does he let you be tested? Because you're not there yet. Are you still going through the same kind of trial you've been going to for five years? Maybe you haven't reached the goal yet. Maybe you're not there yet. He's still sitting at your way because you still need it. Have you got no patience? Do you fly off the handle and Lord's deep sending his little test to test that patience? Maybe you had not reached it yet. You ought to give that some thought. Maybe I do need to get a little more patient. Maybe I do need to stop complaining so much. Maybe I do need to stop squeezing that dollar. Is your budget tight? Do you squeeze the dollar? Maybe you should be more free. I'm just saying, whatever your trial you're going through, if you keep going through them, if you keep going through them, possibility is you haven't reached where the Lord wants you to get yet. But we need to be more concerned about other people. We need to stop complaining. You know why I'm talking like this? Because I'm talking to me. See, I'm talking to me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm talking to me, Fred. I'm talking to me. I believe that the greatest sermon preachers preach is the ones that's hitting them right between the eyes. I want you to believe this. Then you get over here, our preacher preached something someday. That guy's went through it that week. I guarantee you, it's on his mind. I'm telling you, I gripe and complain. And we got so much to be thankful for. Hmm. You could live in Bosnia or Ethiopia. You know, those people are there. Those pictures don't lie. You know, I think we, uh, those places are so bad, I can't, even, I can't even look at it. I turn, I can't stay and see those kids like that. It, it just bothers me. That's real, friend. I never did read a scripture. Let me read this scripture to you. I read it not too long ago. This is in the, the Philippians. Uh, the truck stop ministry folks sort of read this Philippians. It talks about us a lot in there. <clears throat> I'm in the first chapter of Philippians. I guess verse 21. Hard to pick a spot. First chapter Philippians. For to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. That's just what I was talking about a while ago. 
you start getting selfish after a while. You say, Lord, I'm ready to go on home. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I want not. What he's going to choose is not what he wants to choose. But he's going to choose it. He's going to choose to stay. For I am in a, a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart. Ain't you that way? I mean, I, I declare, I get a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So he's, he's going to say, Lord, I'm going to stay here for a while if it's all right with you and, and help these people. Now, my prayer sometimes, I say, Lord, I'm ready to go home. But then I'll check myself and I'll say, wait a minute, Lord, I need to clean my act up a little bit better before you call me home. I want to do some more things for you, rather. I want to do some more things for you. That's the way I feel sometimes. I say, Lord, I don't feel like I've done enough. I want to do more for you. Give me a little more time to get uh, to do a better job or to do more for you before you call me home. But friend, if you don't know him, what keeps me in line is this. Nothing makes me feel worse than to know I let him down. Nothing. Nothing makes me feel worse than to know I let him down. And he knows can't hide nothing from God. Can't hide nothing. And I know, and you know, you can't hide nothing from God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Sometimes I just sit out of my chair sometimes and I just start talking. I said, he's the rock. I mean, by myself, man. And I get excited. He's the rock. He's a rose of Sharon. He's a bright morning star. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's my friend. <laughs> He's the master. He's Jesus. He's the comfort to a stranger. He's the traveler with a traveler. It just goes on and on and on. He's a husband to the widow. If you want him, you know all you got to do? It's so simple. Yet it took me 35 years. It's so simple. I said, Father, forgive me. Come into my life and make me what you want me to be. He said, all right. And there he came. And I ain't been the same since. And when I die, I'll still be different. Because he ain't going to leave you, nor forsake you. He said, I'll go with you till the end of the world. I'll stick closer to you than a brother. That's my friend. That's Jesus. He's the master. He's the savior. He's God. If you want him, that's all you got to do. He'll change you, man. Like your wife, your sons, your daughter, nobody, your mama, nobody can change you like God can. He'll change you, turn you completely around. And you'll start to hating the things you once loved to do. I don't understand it, but he does. He does. He'll change you. You say, I can't ever quit doing that. You sure can.
And I love to say that prayer because I don't know if there's anybody here that's lost. I want to say this prayer. It's a sinner's prayer. I love saying it. So if you're lost or if you're saved, you can say it. But especially if you're lost. But think in your mind and your heart if you mean it. Then say it with me. Silently to yourself. You don't have to say it out loud. Just mean it. Father, forgive me of my sins. Lord, come into my life. And make me what you want me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer a minute for the first time in your life, you just as saved as any Christian I know. And if you did say that, let us know. We'd like to talk to you. And it keeps us going on too, every day, knowing that we're doing some good for him. It's been a pleasure being here. Let's all stand, grab somebody by the hand, and make a circle.